Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the BB Show. As always, I'm your host, Beebs, joined by my co-host, Chen. And we're here to talk about some playoff football. It's finally that time of year. It's the, pl- the playoffs. Playoffs. We're here. Playoffs. We're here for the playoffs. Uh, wild card recap, divisional preview. And that's all we got on the what's all we got on the docket. Nothing too crazy. Uh, so let's just rewind. We'll dive right back in Saturday afternoon. 38-year-old Joe Flacco going against 23-year-old C.J. Stroud on Wild Card Weekend, the Wild Card opener. Uh, Texans get the handy, uh, you know, the the handful. What's the word I'm looking for? The the powerful, the the statement win. Your thoughts? Yeah, Yeah, I know. Um, Man, I, I would say my initial thoughts was like disappointment. I mean, this was the opening game to our super wild card weekend and sitting there watching. I just, uh, well, if you're a Ravens fan, I, I mean, you're you're kind of loving Joe Flacco right now. Kind of felt like he played the double agent role on Saturday, uh, especially after the one pick six. I was like, okay, uh, this guy is showing his age, but in all, you know, seriousness from the Browns like perspective of things as bad as that was, you have so many guys returning next year. I mean, they changed the identity of this team mid season and still managed to become a playoff team. They went from Nick Chubb run heavy, you know, Deshaun Watson option plays to Joe Flacco throwing it 50 times a game with really no running game to be found. <laughs> Air raid off season. Like, yeah, like I've never seen that. And it's I mean, when I look at like the Steelers, Matt Canada, and you know what he did for years, like it's just it's it's very interesting to me the how kind of far ahead some coaches appear. And when you even we'll talk about the Eagles, but uh like Sirianni may not even be the mastermind over there. It really, some of these OCs, uh, I believe it was Alex Van Pelt, who was the Browns OC. He got fired. I think that was my only gripe was, why would you fire an OC that literally had to switch? I think he did pretty well in, in my eyes. Maybe it was also Spansky. But uh, you have any thoughts on, well, I mean, the Browns, but the Texans. I, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, uh, I mean, uh, uh, well, I'm glad you brought up the Nick Sirianni thing. I've got actually a good talking point when we get to that game and just kind of how uh, the the game manager head coach is, is going extinct. But um, <laughs> the Texans, like man, there, there's not much to, like, add. They, they said it all themselves. Like, I, this is all without Tank Dell, you know? Like, uh, CJ Stroud, this is – with with CJ Stroud and uh, I'm not gonna say Baker Mayfield, but Jordan Love, uh, we're seeing a, a the the new guys start to crack on to you know the biggest stage we offer right and, and be successful on it. Um, it, it, it. I'm always gonna root for a high flying offense and and a freaking dominating defense. <laughs> you know uh, they dominated on all facets of the game, and that's what really shocked me. Honestly, was nobody had been able to slow down this Joe Flacco passing offense, and yeah. you turn him over twice, and then you score twice, and you blow blow the thing wide freaking open. Um, it, it's just one of those things. Like I. I I don't have much to add because they're firing on all cylinders and doing everything right. Uh, shout out to Miko Ryan's man. I, I hope that he got coach of the year when the votes went in before wildcard weekend. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I hope that Kevin Stavansky didn't. Uh, 
I do think I, st- I do think Stefanski is worthy of it, anyways, for the reasons you listed. Uh, just a turmoil, very turmoil-filled season. Uh, they still win ten or eleven games. I can't remember. Go to the wild card. Yeah. All without Nick Chubb. All without Sean Watson. Like very good season. Ah, sorry. Um, yeah, very good season. And, and the Texans, man. Ceiling for the Texans. Surprise! Right? A, surprise! Ceiling for the Texans. That's a great question. How far is this thing going to go? I think this thing ends on Sunday. That's very fair. I think that uh, fair. I don't think they're going to beat the Ravens, man. Um, yeah. I hope they do. That would be sick. But, um, well, I hope they do, assuming the Bills beat the Chiefs. If, if the Chiefs have to not play the Ravens to go to the Super Bowl again, I will be pretty mad. Um, you need that one. I... I, I the ceiling is this, the sky is the limit for the Texans moving forward. Uh, you've got not only do you have an elite quarterback on a rookie deal, uh, you've got four years left on that rookie deal. Yeah. You've already won a playoff game. They have everything set up that all of these GMs are trying to do, right? They just fell into it in one year. Um, <laughs> I, I, I Man, I mean, anytime Lost I gotta, words. I, I gotta yeah. start playing retro bowl mid game because I'm bored at the product because it's a blowout. <laughs> like, it's I, I really like. I, I feel like I'm struggling to add, so I'm gonna shut up because no, no worries, man. I think it's that's what the, a statement win is. <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's a loss of words and the understanding that the Texans were not supposed to be here, like in any capacity, man. Dude, this is the, this is the team that we like, said. Oh, this is the team that we sat on this podcast last year and laughed at because the Lovey Smith won their week 18 game. On the <laughs> yeah, I made fun of them for that. Oh, no. No, it lost out of the first pick, and that helped them. That really That's, did. It did. Like, it, and, yeah, in a oh, different man. world, man. I, I mean, could you imagine if Carolina got Stroud? It probably would look the same. NFC? I'm just going to be brutally honest with you. Uh, it would probably look about the same for Carolina. I, I, I think oh, that's, that's, that's an organ. That's the quarterback position things. is an organizational thing. All right, let's just let's establish it <laughs> right now. Uh, the quarterback okay. position is an organ. There are exceptions. There are, but um, <laughs> Andrew Luck. Well, I mean Peyton Manning. Uh, I mean the organization helped them a bit there. If you're, I'm thinking of like where quarterbacks like were failed by the organization. Oh, but okay, but I'll, I'm saying more in the sense of like there are certain organizations that, for very obvious and unobvious reasons, <laughs> David Tepper um, cannot find successful quarterback play. Okay, Jay mm-hmm. Cutler, four thousand yard passer, Pro Bowler, before he goes mm-hmm. to the Bears. Goes to the Bears, never throws for four thousand passes, four thousand yards again, or goes to a Pro Bowl. Nobody has in the Bears. Nobody has <laughs> the Panthers. Okay, the Panthers—they get a guy, and they struggle for years, except for one year. Uh, that was an anomaly, in my opinion. Um, and it goes back too, like you know, the Packers, great quarterbacks all over the time. Yes, the, the Cowboys have pretty good history of quarterbacks, honestly. Uh, Dak is above average. Tony Romo, Roger Staubach. I mean, keep going back. Troy Aikman, like, uh, not, 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 they haven't had any world beaters, but you know, good quarterback play. Uh, the yeah. Texans, 
might have broken out of that. Although they've had decent quarterback play in the past. I mean, Deshaun Watson, it, I don't know what it is. I really can't, if you were to, if you were debating me on this topic and were to say, why do you think it is that some of these organizations can't get a good quarterback? I really don't know. Poor scouting, <laughs> maybe. Uh, yeah. Poor, poor management, but I really, I really don't know. Um, and the Panthers, if CJ Stroud was there, I don't think we'd be seeing the same CJ Stroud we're seeing in Houston. It's all about situations. Yeah. That'd be a very good deep dive video. It would Just be. Like organizations with like, you could put together probably a spreadsheet of like every team's statistical years from their quarterbacks and accumulate like the worst average quarterback season for an organization. Uh, it's the best. I think those. It's it's, it's yeah, it you don't have a four thousand yard. Passer. I do not have a four thousand yard passer, man. It's one of the longest team. It, they've been around for like hundred years, like pre merger. It's I, I, it's insane. It's insane. And then there's there's anomalies too. It's, it's just an interesting deep dive because you've got organizations like the Dolphins who like hit big on Dan Marino, and then like spent twenty five years trying to find another Dan Marino. Or the, yeah. you know, it's very, very interesting. That's a uh, great the, pivot when you bring yeah. in the Dolphins. I mean, yeah, it is a good pivot. <laughs> Thought Tua might have been, we're not going to say Dan Marino, but maybe the guy. And I think after this weekend, there's some question marks. I personally am not sure what I would do. I, I think if it comes down to, I mean, Mike McDaniels probably can give his opinion and want Tua. I think if you're confident in those two guys improving, which I think both, I mean, he's a young coach, young quarterback, I'd give it a go with the offense they have. I mean, regular season, it was great, but uh, curious as to your thoughts. Yeah. So with this Dolphins loss, man, I saw the Dolphins, for whatever reason, are just one of those teams. They, they've ascended into one of those twitter teams you know mm. the, the packers yeah. are a twitter team the chiefs are a twitter team the cowboys are the twitter team like and the eagles are the other twitter team uh <laughs> I, I don't know what it is about dolphins fans i think I, I actually would attribute some of dolphin national hate towards the dolphins to emmanuel Acho. i i actually would definitely um do that i i that guy is <laughs> I, I, I'm glad he's finally getting his, uh, you know, exposed takes for the tweets yeah. the other day and stuff. Because I've ne- the guy's a clickbait guy who gets an MVP vote. Like, come on now, we need that's ridiculous. It's yeah. insane. Um, all that to say, this the Dolphins is, is to his rookie deal up. Like he's up for an extension this off season. Is that what it is? Um, I would have to like check the math on that because I, I did Herbert get extended. I believe he got like he a got an extension, but I don't know if he played his fifth. Like this might have been year five, and like he's not yeah. on the extension yet. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's I would eight, have to, but I think he he was going into year five. Okay, okay, uh, gotta extend him. Even if if he's a free agent this summer, you gotta extend him. Uh, that's my take. You gotta roll with him. First off, unless you're gonna draft a guy, there's no better choice out there, right? Uh, yeah, and number yeah. two. Number two, this goes back to what I always say. Like, why, why, why do we have such a hatred? Whenever the playoffs turn on, we decide to have these hot takes about every quarterback who loses. And we forget about the 18 weeks that they won to get them there. 
right? Let's establish one quarterback. One quarterback can win a Super Bowl this year. Okay, so I'm very much of the belief that you know your goal every year win a Super Bowl, right? That if you don't win a Super Bowl, you fail. There are some exceptions to that when it comes to having nuanced conversations. We can nuance that rule a little bit of like. Okay, uh, the Dolphins were horrible for 20 years. They now actually own the longest uh, playoff drought. Not the Lions won, and we'll get to the Lions game. But uh, they, they have the longest playoff drought without a win. It's the year 2000. It's been 24 years since they've won a, won a playoff game, okay? I, I, I got to be honest. Like, they've made the playoffs three times under Tua. Not mm. Yeah, sure, they haven't won a playoff game. But if you want to win a playoff game, don't lose your Week 18 matchup to the Bills and lose a division and then have to go into Kansas City when it's historically cold and win. When you're Miami and you're a throwing team. Like, I, I don't – the Dolphins have had this issue forever, right? They, they can't win in – like, they don't win in cold. This is this has always been a thing. Go back to the Marino days. They can't win a Super Bowl because they got to go on the road and these – all these things. Mm-hmm. You know, they got to be Cleveland and Cleveland and all this stuff back in the 80s, right? Uh, they got to be Denver and Denver. All, I'm getting on it. Yeah. No, getting, or they got to be Buffalo and Buffalo. Like, that's why Buffalo was so good in the 90s, because they would win the division every year. They'd have home field advantage. And then all of these Kansas City, L.A. Ra- Raiders, uh, you know, Pittsburgh, I guess, was fine. But it, it is what it is. Um, yeah. I, win that division game and you win a playoff game. It's very, it's very simple. They would have played the Steelers. Right. Like it's very, very simple. Uh, win the division when you win a playoff game and your job is over. So um, I'm not shocked that they came in and lost this game. I'm not blaming Tua for this loss either. This was not a quarterback performance loss on paper. Okay. Nobody showed up. Nobody. Where's their yeah. dynamic run game that they've had all year? Nowhere we yeah. They Did Tua look good? No, but I don't. Like, I don't even think that the Chiefs look that good. It's just one of those games you have to find a way to win in cold weather, and nobody should. Defense didn't show up. Run game didn't show up. O-line didn't show up. I, I mean, dude, this is not a game where we turn around and blame Tua Tagovailoa for the entire loss, right? No. We, we can have a discussion about how Mike McDaniel's teams are starting to build a trend of fading in the last five weeks of the year and losing in the wild card every time we can have that discussion, but right. I don't even think we can really have it's twice, twice guys. We're talking yeah. about twice. Right. So I, I, I am not one. You got to extend them to answer. No, the no. no. I mean, next year's a big year really in my eyes. Absolutely. I think next year's kind of like the prove it year because from the dolphins. Well, I, I think really I'm, getting stuck on the C.J. Stroud really perspective of things of like he's you got like five years of cheap I mean look at the 49ers what they got with Brock Purdy yeah but 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 that's are you gonna be if you don't win a playoff game are you gonna be paying to a Justin Herbert money I don't think so I don't think so he's not in that tier so if you can get Tua for 30 35 mil a year yeah Sure. Daniel Jones is getting like 40. That's the thing. I think Daniel Jones really botched this market because any quarterback that's better than him is probably going to be asking for Well, I think the salary about. cap's going to go up anyways. Yeah. No, that's very fair. You do pose an interesting question, but like, okay, let me ask you this. Who's better? 
Oh, um, no, I don't think uh, you really have somebody better. Who's a better like, option? I think my Burks? thing is I might take his fifth year, and even if he's not happy about it, you just play him out this season. And at the end, you kind of assess where you're at. I mean, I think they have another first-round exit. I don't think Mike Daniel should go, but the, in this day and age, the NFL, I mean, I, I was shocked that Carthy didn't lose his job. Like, it's just so quick. I, I got to be honest, man. We we got to stop with this quick trigger firings and, and tradings. Like, I, Oh no! I, the Dolphins. Right I, grew, I grew. up in an. Era, I grew up in an era where the Dolphins were poverty for twenty yeah. years. They have now made the playoffs three different times under Tua. Are they yeah. struggling to get over the next hump? Sure, but if you remove key pieces from the situation that got you there, you're going to go right back into poverty. And it's just one of those things where it's like. Ah, people are so it just bothers me. But Mike McCarthy no, it's bothers me. It's just like they've won 12, gone 12 games three years in a row. Have they won a playoff game? No. Is that a problem? Yes. Um, is that a fireable offense? Mm, I would say that you should probably move on a quarterback before you fire that coach. I think again from the Cowboys. From, yeah, from the from the Cowboys. Interesting. Yeah, because Dak. Because because when Jason Garrett was there, they were mediocre. McCarthy has elevated them to back to back to back to back twelve win seasons. That is a step up from where Jason Garrett had them. Okay, and okay. and it's more consistent. They have not been able to win a playoff game. Okay, now we can have the com- I think we have the conversation about we don't want to extend Dak Prescott because Dak Prescott's going to ask for three hundred million dollars and. Is he going to win this playoff game? Oh, eh, okay, maybe we go into a soft reset. But we're not on the Packers or the Packers Cowboys game yet. We're still on Chiefs Bills. Uh, your thoughts on the Chiefs or Chiefs Dolphins? Sorry. Oh yeah, no, not a not a lot to add. For it was just like a classic Chiefs win. They did the smart things. I mean, you're jamming Tyreek Hill right away off the line. So and Tua was under fire. I mean, like I said, nobody played well. Um, so that's. You can't get the ball quick. They were sitting in man most of that game. It was like, Jesus. And not having Jalen Waddle, I think, is, is something that needs to be talked about more and as no, well. And nobody's talking um, about it. Yeah, like that's a key part of this offense is having to defend that. Um, if you – they were able to basically just kind of hone in on Tyreek. And when you're playing man, it's easier to stop the run. So, therefore, they couldn't get that going. And then the weather it was not in their favor. I think Waddle makes the game more interesting, um, but I think I, and I'm I'm on your side in the sense that I think they need to pay Tua. Um, I just think it, it's worth conversation if, for whatever reason, he has like good year. But it, we've seen weird situations with quarterbacks, and with Jalen Waddle's going to need an extension. You got Tyree Kill. Like at what point, you know, how, like who really is the identity of your offense? Is it the skill positions and the speed? Because I look at Mostert and the chain, like they have really the fastest running back and receiver room in the NFL. And um, I, I think a lot of quarterbacks will succeed in that. But I also don't want to take away anything away from Tua because it is hard to play quarterback in this league. We saw it this year especially. So I just don't want them to get locked into like the giant situation. They're running it back with Daniel Jones next year, and I don't know how you can do that. I mean, there's like you said, there's nobody really better out there. I don't know who you upgrade from. 
maybe you draft a guy, but the way the roster is for the Giants, they're still in that same situation. But so. here's the thing. Even for the Giants, I would respond the same way. The guy has won you a playoff game. The guy has won you a playoff game. Like, oh. This is a franchise that has thrived on going 3-13 and 13 and winning Super Bowl the next year. Like I, 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 the Giants, that is like I, I, yeah. I the Daniel Jones contract looks horrible and probably is horrible, but there is yeah. a level to like, okay, uh, we don't really have another option, so this is our guy, and there's value in that when the franchise is comfortable and there's no question marks, there's no nothing, and, and I, I just, I really, really like, are there ten better options than Tua, right? And you're not going to get your hands on any of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, yeah, no got to resign Tua. Like, uh, you're not going to draft Caleb Williams. You're not going to, like, resign Tua and beef up the old line. Um, it just really felt like they didn't even want to be there. Like, from the, from the jump in this game, it's a playoff game. It just really, it literally felt like it was a team from Miami going into the cold that didn't want to play. Yeah, yeah. People had hypothermia, like went to the hospital from the game. I mean, they're fans, they weren't actually players, but you get the idea. We're talking about NFL football. Years. You don't want to be there. I, I, okay, you don't want to be there. Yeah. You're not going to win. Like, this isn't a Tua problem. This is a probably a coaching problem, but uh, yeah, team, yeah. yeah I, I, and I really wasn't impressed with the Chiefs either. Like, no, yeah, they're that good. I don't. Uh, all right, let, let's move on. We talked about Cowboys. I'm just going to give you the open floor here. Packers-Cowboys was next in line. So, uh, you know, let them boys hear it. Oh, yeah. I, I, it's like being a dead horse, honestly, because I think it's it's finally set again. Like, Cowboys fans are – they're, like, turning on themselves. <laughs> they're like, I haven't even been alive. <laughs> there was, like, a stat where – I, it was like the Jets since 2000 had more playoff wins, and they haven't made the playoffs since 2010. Um, like there, it, there's some just wild numbers, and like the Cowboys literally have not been good in the playoffs since the 90s. And I, uh, I see Jerry Jones's frustration. I, you're the problem. I, I'm man. not a fan. You're the problem, party. Jerry. <laughs> yeah but yeah i mean yeah when he's looking for a culprit I, I mean it's him uh the michael gallup contract is egregious it's like five years 75 million for like a number four receiver on the team that's that's a waste of cap right there um the zeke contract i know he's not on the team but i think they had eaten some dead money this season for that already we talked about if you have to load dak up on another big deal this team like as good as it is Watching on Sunday, it's also like, eh, they're also not that good. Like, I defensively, I was, I, I was, this I team was is a, good. It's I good really on paper, agree. but like defensively, I feel like once you kind of contain Mike Parsons, the rest was the Packers had a cakewalk. And, and I love what our team is doing, one of the hottest teams in the NFL, but like 48 points on a team that. Was I? I thought they had I, going like throughout the season. I was like, "Yeah, Cowboys defense is making legit," and that was non-existent. I mean, Stephon Gilmore was turned around at one point on Romeo Dobbs play. Like, they just they looked bad. And I hear where you're coming from. Like, it's hard to look at that roster up and down. Like, how is this a bad team? But 
from the eye test, at least from what I saw, and it was like, man, and this is against a seventh seed. Like, hate to be that guy, but from a non-biased perspective, that's the easiest path you're going to get. We're, the Packers were the first seventh seed to win. I mean, six distance expansion. I, it's kind of give me that that two seed. You're supposed to just walk through the park. I really, you know, I, I, I think that I, I think that the Cowboys, for whatever reason, are. <laughs> it's like a high school mentality when they get to the playoffs. Like they just it, that, they, the, the lights get too bright, and yeah. uh, I think that the NFC is a lot more parity and has a lot more parity and it's a lot closer from number one to number seven than people realized um Mm -hmm. and we were keen on it because the eagles sucked and we'll get to that Um, and we knew they sucked and i thought they would win this game and then lose but um i I really think that i gotta be honest I, i did i think that the nfc is just that close in competition and people thought that the Cowboys were like the Ravens in, in, in that sense of like, they're playing better yeah. than everybody else. And they are the clear favorite. And it, it should they have won this game? Are they a better team than the Packers? I would. Yes. They were seven and a half point favorites. Like, yes. Um, yeah. But it's just one of those things where the Cowboys have been so prone to this. Just, oh, we're going to beat up on bad teams and then get blown out by good teams. And I, they just do this. I I don't know what it is that they are just so unavailable in January. (laughs) I I don't know what it is on paper. This defense is phenomenal. Deron Bland breaks the record. They're good all year. They look legit and they just, I don't think it's Dak. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and be the guy that says, Oh, Dak was horrible. Uh, I think that Dak was bad in the first half. Um, he kept them in the game late. And, you know, as a Packers fan, kept me nervous. But I, I think that the Cowboys are just – they got internal issues. That's the bottom line here. There's yeah. really no reason they should have lost this game. I'm not going to be a Packers fan and run out here and say, we were underrated, all this. No, we stuck into the playoffs. Uh, we're a hot team, and I thought we had a good chance of winning this game. But – you were nine and a half point dogs, man. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't have too much really to say about the Packers from that aspect. It's like, I mean, they're so good. I don't even look to add. It's just <laughs> like, we've, been, we've been playing with house money. That before, I, in my eyes, it's like, oh, well, if we play like this, we can beat anybody. And I'm just yeah, going man. in the mindset of, I'll see whatever happens. And by the way, uh, Saturday, it's a National Cheese Day. Just FYI. And, hey, uh, when we get there, I just want to say, I just want to say, all-time uh, matchups, Packers are 5-1 and one against the 49ers with quarterbacks not named Aaron Rodgers and 1-4 and four mm-hmm. with Aaron Rodgers. Just, just want to add that. Pressure is a real thing, man. Between the Cowboys and Rodgers, that giant chip of not going number one to San Fran, being mm-hmm. Cal. I'm telling you, man. This might be the year, but I digress. No, no, I'm not going to say anything else. This is our year. This is our year. No, no, we have played with house money. We just won a freaking playoff game in a rebuilding year. All of you guys can piss off. (laughs) Yeah, plain and simple, man. Oh, man. What's so funny, too, is I I, I have seen a self-destruction of 
Bears, Vikings, and even Lions Twitter. Like it's, I have just seen those fans. The takes are just atrocious. Um, they are back to circling the wagons on Packers fans are the worst in the league. And everybody else looks at them like they're idiots because they were the people four months ago saying that Justin Fields was an MVP front runner. Yeah. Um, I digress. I, I digress. Um, go pack, go Rams, Absolutely. Lions. Rams, Lions. This was the game I was honestly most excited for this week. If you guys listened last week, like I, I was very excited for this game. And mm-hmm. uh, it delivered. This was the only game that delivered. <laughs> this is this was really the yeah. Game. Was One point game, man. Uh your thoughts, Lions first home, first playoff win in 32 years. Uh first home playoff game in 31 years or something like that. Yeah, I mean it was monumental. Um just seeing the city kind of go crazy and there's a video of people got to hold the Jared Goff driving out of the stadium. They're like, Jared, you're the man. Like, it's really, I, I mean, I think personally it's cool to see, like, for, from Jared Goff's aspect, because he really kind of got the the bad end of things, if you will. Like, was in L.A. with the Rams. Went to Posey the Super Bowl. Cal, went to the Super Bowl, right. Had one bad season, and that was, like, Sean McVay kicked him to the curb for – a guy who, when you, I mean, you look back, if you make the trade and you get a Super Bowl, you won the trade. So, from the Rams aspect <laughs> yeah, let, of let, things, let, I shout out Lions. Shout out Lions Twitter on that one. Uh, you know, Lions did not win this trade. If anything, it's a win-win at this point. Uh, yes. The Rams literally I, won a Super Bowl, so they cannot lose the trade. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, the Rams, whatever else they get out of Stafford is, like, the term you use, house money, like, you the mo- you sacrifice a first or two for a Super Bowl, that that's it. It's a, you know, I mean, that's it's a successful trade. But the Lions think like that side of things. Everything they got helped them. The picks, golf. <laughs> I thought this was a guy. I mean, probably two years ago when they went three and thirteen and one, I was all right. Get ready to you know, move on. I think they picked up Hendon Hooker. We were. I mean, it, there was. We were like, yeah, all they need to do is solve their quarterback position and their defense, and they're actually yeah, could be good. And <laughs> here we are. They they solve both. I mean, defensively, you, you could be a bit better, but they're very likely. I mean, they're favored to go to the conference championship right now. I mean, a Dude, game I'm away from the Super right Bowl now. for this team, I, I'm telling you, is right nuts. I was concerned for the Eagles to have to go into Detroit and win. Can you imagine playing? That is the hardest place to play right now. Screw Arrowhead, man. That is the hardest place to play right right now. Uh, And there's a good chance, not a good chance, but there's a chance that they host an NFC championship game against the Packers. Which would be crazy because we already beat them in Detroit. And let me terrify. Let me let, let me clarify something that terrifies me. <laughs> we will not win that game. <laughs> we will not win that game. Um, you say that. Look, we go in the in the same I, I say we're not gonna, I say we're not gonna win the game every week. So let's just you know that's true. That's true. We gotta roll you gotta roll with character. Yeah. You gotta roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> um your thoughts on the we, we talked Jared Goff, revenge game, all this stuff. Your thoughts on the Rams side of this. I I got like 30 seconds of like thoughts. I, I think they overachieved this year. Yeah. Uh and they almost won a playoff game in a hostile environment. I mean a super hostile environment. 
Matt Stafford looked good, played through, did the classic Matt Stafford, got hurt, toughed it out. I was like, and I sat there, I was like, I was like, is Matt Stafford really about the Matt Stafford, the Detroit Lions in their first? Like, <laughs> I was just like, man, this is, this is crazy. The other thing I saw, I sent this in the group chat, but the most perfect meme I've seen maybe in years, man, the clip of Thanos. The clip of Thanos at the end of Infinity War resting in front of the sunset. The caption, the caption says, Matt Stafford after finally winning, getting the Lions that playoff win. And I was just like, the layers of depth, the layers of depth, the accuracy of that use of meme is just so, so good. Because he would be unappreciated. He felt like he was doing the right thing. Oh man! Yeah. Shout out whoever posted that man. You you made my month because I'm still laughing at it like a week later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is gold! Like to hit a joke on like every level of like oh, depth. Man. Like uh, no, because it it is like just the entire. We just talked about the trick, like the the butterfly effect in the waves. It's inevitable. And uh, I guess I, I actually, I would have been shocked if he didn't Matt Stafford him because that's inevitable too. Like you see a clip of him like dying mid game. <laughs> he walks back out there, throws a touchdown. And the highlights later, it's like, what? Like, dude, I'm sorry. I don't know who's in that like New York skybox or whatever, but there's like Stafford on the one hit, his eyes like rolled back and it's like, <laughs> he, he probably lost it for a second, got up and was like, Football, let's go. <laughs> Unaffiliated <laughs> concussion advisor, independent contractor. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> I, oh my gosh. Just you just the, knew. The, the as soon as he went to the, as soon as he went to the tent, I was like, there's no freaking way he is not coming back out. Yeah. Sure enough, we go to commercial, come back, and he's trying now to lead the drive. <laughs> Oh my He's just gosh. a pure football guy. You have to uh, respect him. A dying breed, man. I dying breed. Really is a dying I, breed. I am a fan of that yeah. breed, man. Hey, well, speaking um, of a uh, dying breed and football, just the guys, how about the uh ah, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Just just buns. Let's just buns move of we had a great Saturday snow fest that could have been in Buffalo, and we were robbed. And it got pushed to Monday. In my eyes, I wanted to see players running through feet of snow. It might have ended seven to three, yes, but I wanted to see it in my lifetime. I wanted to see the Adam Vinatieri esque snow plow goes out for the bill. I wanted to see it as a fan. I feel robbed, but I'm sure you might have a different take on this in terms of football quality. I don't think the Bills put up 31 in that weather. Um, it definitely benefited the Bills. It definitely benefited the Bills on the field. Uh, as the Bills pseudo fan, I will totally say that. Um, right. But I do think that people don't understand that the game was not called because they couldn't play in that weather, and the game was postponed because 80,000 people were going to have to go to this stadium you know, I mean, if you've ever been in a whiteout blizzard, oh. like it's it's dangerous, man. Like it's it's dangerous. Um, I I would have mafia to, though. I would have loved it. Oh, they would have shown up. That's the thing. They would have got, and, and I think that's why they postponed it because they knew like people were gonna die trying to get to this game and not make the right decision of not going. Um, 
I would have loved to see the snow game. I, I can't lie. The snow, the snow game would have been sick. Hopefully, hopefully we get one. Okay, we still got a couple weeks. Buffalo's we gonna we have home field. Gonna have home field for two more weeks if they keep winning. So, uh, mm. unless they go to Baltimore, but um, it's not Baltimore. The Steelers, man. I, I don't even know how did this. I was watching this game, asking myself over and over again. How is this team here? Really? What do you? What's like the equivalent, like comparison, like an NBA comp, or really any? Like they're good, but they're not. Like I would not want to be a fan of a team that get. It's like, oh, we're good now if we have good coaching and make it to nine and eight, and then we just don't even have a shot. Like this has been year since like twenty eighteen. It's been the same script. Yeah, really. Ever since Roethlisberger and the and the, the triple bees kind of yeah, started. the killer bees, man. Since that uh, went away, the, the the killer bees were like, oh, they are AFC contenders. Uh, and, and ever since that faded out in Roethlisberger, that eleven and zero year where they where they didn't win a playoff game, that's when they've taken on this new identity of like we suck, but we're gonna make the playoffs anyways, and that's their yeah. Super Bowl. And it's like the Steelers are like the one of the top three premier franchises in the NFL in terms of sustained success over their entire history. Uh, Mm -hmm. And this has just been their weirdest period, in my opinion. They're not bad. They continue to make the playoffs, but they don't ever win a playoff game. And you don't expect them to. Yeah. Mason Rudolph starting a playoff game. They they got a – I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe it's Justin Fields. Maybe it's Kirk Cousins. Mm -hmm. Like – make a move at quarterback to elevate them because that's the only position I think that's holding them back. That, and I, I don't love George Pickens. I really don't. But um, mm. I, I they run the ball well. They don't throw the ball well. They play great defense. They got to find somebody to throw the ball better. That's the bottom line. Um, really just get a task game. That would help. Yeah, I mean, that, that fit. they've got an offseason now to find an offensive coordinator, so maybe that's part of it, but – yeah, I was. I just was disappointed that they were even in the playoffs. Honestly, watching this game, um, very valid. I would have rather seen Jacksonville. I I know like they flamed out the end, but no, I think it would have. They, they have more weapons. That yeah. their ceiling of what they or could even, do in a game is a lot Indian, higher. Or even Indianapolis, just like and I know the NFL doesn't pick who's in the playoffs, but um, I, 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 you know what it felt like? It felt like we were watching the AFC playoffs and. Joe Burrow's Bengals were missing. It, it kind of felt like that a little bit. I know that's an extremely biased yeah. take, but it, it's it, well, it did. As I'm sitting here looking at the slate and the scores, and I remember watching that game and literally just being like, "Okay, this is like 21 to zero, like that." <laughs> like I was yeah. just, like, I was just like, ah, you know. Yeah, I was happy to come home on a Monday night football, man. And, yeah, and then I wasn't happy. Bills Bills rule look good, excited man. How many weeks ago was it that I said we were gonna get this man? We gotta do this to this to this to this to this. I mean the parlay would I I, I we wouldn't be talking if I put it down on the parlay, honestly. I'd be on a beach somewhere watching. I'd be, <laughs> I'd be in Cancun with Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. But Ooh. um and Jalen Hurts and Dak and Jalen Hurts. <laughs> 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 um here we are. We finally got Kansas City at home in the playoffs. Now you just gotta go win. You just gotta go do it. No excuses. Yeah, no excuses. Yeah, no excuses. You got it. All right. I'm gonna laugh really hard 
if we go to overtime and we score on the first possession and then the Chiefs get the ball and they score and they go for two and win. That is where I'll laugh. <laughs> okay. That, that <laughs> might break me, man. <laughs> that, that would break that. the NFL. Uh, the Twitter nightmare that would be that sequence of events. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Would that be phenomenal? Fireworks. You mentioned Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, but let's let let's let's talk. <laughs> let's <laughs> let us discuss the the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, yeah, I've got, I've got an interesting opinion, but I want you to go first. Okay, yeah, and just uh, from the terms of like the Eagles side of things, I don't think they need to blow anything up. Um, not saying tear it down, but oh, there's got to be like a a, a shift. Um, because ten and one to really eleven and seven when you, you count the uh, playoff loss to the Buccaneers, it's a tough stretch, man. And, and it, when you're a team that we, I mean, for me, I talked about around the time they're ten. I think I they went to like ten and two. And I'm like, yeah, not worried. Not panic button's not even open yet. And here we are. They got diced up by Baker. Nothing really looks good. That's where I'm – I mean, it wasn't like the Buccaneers kicked field goal. The Buccaneers – where Where's the team that was rushing for like 300 yards on the Vikings in week four? Yeah. You know? it, yeah, no, and that was – there's that change in uh, play calling duties, I, I believe. It, whatever Nick Sirianni did with moving coordinators around, I believe he had Matt Patricia calling defense like at some point. It was bad. It, it was just bad because the defense looked terrible. Offensively, they couldn't do what they – I mean, we. T- I talked about how OP it is to have the ability to have a third and one, fourth and one, and get it every time. And they couldn't take advantage of that for, like, the entire back half of the season. Teams would kill to have that tush-push advantage. But I just uh, – yeah, I, I don't even really know what to say. It seems just like an NFC East thing. Um, honestly, really funny I, I honestly that... still haven't even pressed the panic button. Oh, on the Eagles? Yeah. Like... Uh, yeah, I think next year they're probably gonna be, like they're probably gonna run it back and do the same things, and this is gonna be one of those weird anomaly fall offs. But uh, it, it was funny on Twitter, man. See, there's like a, a fight of like two clowns, and it was like Cowboys <laughs> and Eagles fans going at each other. <laughs> like it's just. You can't the really the two most toxic fan bases on Twitter are down in the first round. It was just incredible to watch. I mean, you had a Buccaneer, yeah, all these a lot of underdog stories this season, which is pretty cool. You know, well, it's let me yeah, let me let me start by saying this. Shout out freaking Baker Mayfield. Uh, good man. We mentioned poor organizations and their quarterback analysis. Uh Baker Mayfield to me is actually a pretty big talking point when it comes to talking about why I feel like CJ Stroud would not have been successful in Carolina. Uh, the, yeah, they the, have the, the scout team D-line, man. What yeah, are we doing? That, no, the clip of Baker Mayfield playing scout team D-line to me is like, yeah, this organization sucks at evaluating quarterback talent. Like, I, I, I don't know. The guy, the guy won a playoff game in, in Cleveland. Okay, he won a playoff game in Cleveland. Uh, and then they move on from him, make the big move, go for Deshaun. Okay, I still disagree with it, but okay. Um, goes to Carolina, sucks. Actually, no, goes to LA, has like a one hit wonder game, then goes to Carolina, 
they just threw him out the door at like three and three, I believe. Or was it Carolina first? I think you're, you're mixing that around. Yeah, he Carolina got traded first? Carolina, got cut from Carolina, and then Sean McVay picked him up late in that season. Yeah. This was That's all last season, I believe. He then goes to the Bucs, wins, wins, a, wins a playoff game. One of like five quarterbacks ever to win a playoff game with two different teams. It's like Peyton Manning, Joe Montana. Brett Favre. Brett Favre. And that might be it. I think that's the list. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, oh, Tom Brady. It's Tom, list, and man. Tom Brady. <laughs> it's Tom Brady. That, and Baker. Wow. That's the that's list. Fox, too. Yeah. Um, wow. So, shout out Baker Mayfield. Now, yeah. let's talk some Philly football. Um, mm. Okay. Okay. So, let me ask you this. Yes or mm. no, fire Nick Syria. I would say no. I hear people are coming. I hear the case. All right. I hear the case because this roster, especially Howie Roseman might be thinking about it. Just given the fact you look at the team, it's similar to Cowboys. It's like, how, how did you lose? Um, they were definitely the better constructed team than the Buccaneers, in my opinion. But it's okay. like the guy got you the Super Bowl last year. Like it's, yes. I, I think he Let's deserves just, yes. another goal. I think it would be very premature, similar to how Nick Sirianni's playing, learn from his mistakes, changing play callers midseason when they were rolling. They didn't need yeah. to. Glad um, we're on the same page. Let's establish something before I dive in here. The percentage mm-hmm. of teams that make the playoffs after losing the Super Bowl. Or go even going, but losing specifically, it's like fifty, maybe even less than fifty. Okay, mm. Super Bowl layovers, win or loss, are a thing, and the reason is not because oh they're tired from the celebration. All this, no, it's because every single player, coach who's available gets taken and goes elsewhere for more money. Right, that's just what happens when you go to a Super Bowl. Um, so to make the playoffs, in my opinion. If you tell me at the beginning of the year the Eagles are going to win 11 games, they're going to make the playoffs, I'm going to be like, oh, that's that's a good season for them, right? But yeah. the fashion at which it happened is what makes people freak out, <laughs> okay? That's 10-1, and 11-5, first round exit. Not good, and things are clearly Ice wrong. Cold. Now, circle back to the Nick Sirianni take that I mentioned I had earlier in the episode. The only case that I hear for the firing of Nick Sirianni is that all of his coordinators are at risk to leave next year. Okay. That's the issue right now with across the NFL, how head coaching works. Okay. The game manager head coach, the guy who's not, doesn't, not a D coordinator, not a, or a play caller or not an O coordinator is a dying breed. The only one having success right now is Dan Campbell. Okay. Belichick just got let go. Okay. Um, who's the other one? Um, there's another big one. Pete Carroll. That's what I'm trying to think of. Pete Carroll. Another okay. for coaches from a different era that were still around, kind of gone. Let me tell you this the longest tenured offensive coordinator in the NFL right now has only been with this team since 2019. That's crazy. That's the longest tenured quarter offensive coordinator in the league. That's crazy. And here's why. 
Here's why. I get it. And this is why the only reason, if I'm Howie Roseman, I could consider firing Nick Sirianni. Because when you give your offensive-minded head coach, which seems to be the trend, it could be defensive-minded, but let's say you want the offensive mind. When you give your Mike McDaniel, your Sean McVay, your Matt LaFleur, the head coach position instead of the O coordinator position, they're at much less risk to leave and go elsewhere because they are the head coach. So you're guaranteeing this brilliant offensive mind in your building. If you sign them as an offensive coordinator and then you sign Nick Sirianni as the head coach, well, we had a great season and the Detroit's going to have this problem next year. We had a great season, but now, um, you know, Eagles Eagles OC got a head coaching job in one of the 15 vacancies that is out there this year. Right. So it's a very interesting dynamic where this style of head coach. Now I would say that there's still a place for it. Dan Campbell is more than proof that creating a culture uh, and and matters and managing a game and being the leader of the team and the organization matters. Will we be singing a different tune this time next year with Detroit? Who's to say, but we're singing a different tune this time next year with Philly. It's a very, it's very, very interesting conversation and a trend in, in NFL coaching that I kind of did a little deep dive on. So I kind of went into like Microsoft presentation mode right there. But um, I really do think that's the only reason I would consider firing Nick Sirianni. Otherwise, the guy when you have friggin' a bunch of games, took you to Super Bowl, back-to-back playoff appearances in two years. How many head coaches can say that? Not a lot. No, that's – I think you kind of hit the nail on the head, honestly, and why I kind of want to give him another year because just like when there's turnover from – quarterbacks you know like with Kirk he had to burn like two or three different offenses from year to year I mean Nick Sirianni literally lost his staff like Jonathan Gannon the DCs with Arizona Shane Steichen is lighting up the Colts I mean I still think that team was very overperforming but the other argument is if you get a guy to be your head coach who is Bill Belichick or Pete Carroll who can take you and give you winning culture through multiple coordinators, mm-hmm. that's better than everything else, right? Because right. he can evaluate yeah. talent from a completely different perspective, coaching and playing talent. Uh, and that's the ultimate win. But I think teams are saying that's too much of a risk. Let's just hire the young offensive mind to do both, right? And it's working. You're seeing teams like the Packers, the Dolphins, except Andy Reid, right? The Chiefs, uh, play-calling head coaches do well. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Like Andy Reid might be the the last man standing for, for but he, <laughs> terms he calls of the generation play. of He calls the plays, there. though. Yeah, but I guess maybe just 2000s coaches. I'm thinking. It's really like Mike Tomlin, Andy Reid, maybe John Harbaugh, but he, he was kind of on the back end of it. Kind of crazy, man. Yeah. So all that to say, I, I don't, I don't think they should fire Nick Sirianni after two playoff appearances. It took you too to early, like way too early. Way too early. Uh, I thought they fired Doug Peterson too early, and sure enough, he went and turned Jacksonville around into a AFC contender. Who this year kind of got the injury bug, I think, late, but um, yeah. should have won their division. So and won a playoff game last year. So just a, just a food for thought when it comes to. Trends in NFL coaching. Um, oh, yeah. Eagles, I can't really. Can you pinpoint why the Eagles sucked the last six weeks? 
No, I can't. can't, Everything. I really. I I think that AJ Brown broke that locker room. Like he, there was a clip that went viral of him like being mad, and uh, they just started playing hero ball everywhere, and they went from one of the most cohesive units to no chemistry, just like that. I don't know what it was. We never. No one's gonna know. Probably was something. We have no clue, right? I mean, you know. Yeah. It happened. No, they looked disorganized. They they really did. Yeah. Um, all right, let, let's pivot. Predictions, divisional round, four games, four games left. Mm. Um, Texans, Ravens, Packers, Niners, Bucks, Lions, Chiefs, Bills. That's the slate this week. That's who's left. Uh, mm. Last week you went five and one. I went three and three. That puts Sorry. us at mm-hmm. um, you are seven games back. Uh, man, so math is not on my side. Seven games back with seven to go. <laughs> I have to pick. I have to pick against you for everyone and get them all right. <laughs> that, Essentially, is what that, we're gonna have to do. That is that is the truth. Um, and I think I just realized something too. Is there really seven games left? Yep. Yeah, I can't catch the hundred and seventy yeah. you had last year. Oh uh, I, yeah. I need nine more. Yeah. Still a good year, though. Yeah, I can't even catch myself from last year. Why were we so oh, good? Only a game back. Yeah, why were we so good last year? <laughs> what? We'd have to deal with Joe Flacco coming out of the blue and no, but, the dude, past or not. And this is this, this is Tommy Cutlets. Like we, this was a crazy year. Looking, we got to be doing something wrong because last year I felt like we. I remember multiple weeks I had like five wins and like like week one I think I was five and twelve or whatever like. Whatever five and eleven, so yeah. oh, we might be doing something wrong here. I, I don't know. This is feeling a little. Sick. No, there's because I, have I like haven't a had a. I haven't had worse three. than eight and eight ever. No, oh, well. I'd have to double check that, but I don't think I've been worse than eight and eight all year. Five hundred is the worst I've done, and then three and three this week. So I stayed on that trend. But mm-hmm. all right, Texans Ravens. <laughs> to be nice, I will. Pick first every time, uh, and present my Thank case. You. Present my case why uh, I will be taking the Ravens because they're the Ravens. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they? I would assume you're taking the yeah. Texans. Stroud, we trust, Let's, man. <laughs> the road before before we now. before we before you do this, let's establish there's four games this week. There's two games in the conference championship, and there's one Super Bowl. Yeah, that's that's. You have to go seven and zero to tie. To tie. Um, yep. All right. To tie. I, little, you know, I, I think the Ravens are going to win this game just because they're playing so well. They've got a week rest. Uh, they look like the best team in football. I'm not going to pick against them. Um, yeah. Go ahead and you know try and make hits for the Texans. That they are going to be surprising. They are a, a young team. <laughs> young team. Stroud, Nico Collins. They got Evan the momentum. <laughs> you got Mark Evan Andrews Singletary. versus Dalton Schultz, the ultimate tight end matchup. This is actually Mark Andrews might be done for the year. But the idea is uh, it's going to be an interesting I, – I would be kind of shocked if the Texans pulled this off. But uh, on any Sunday, man, uh, on any Sunday – Tamika Ryan's get those guys fired up. And uh, I just hope it's not cold. There's been a trend. They're in Houston. They play in the dome. 
they play and it's like 30 out, uh, Stroud might be all right. I just, I worry for the team. I do. Fair take, fair take. Uh, here's your, well, if you're new here, uh, we're both Packers fans. If you're not new here, you don't need to, you know, you don't need a magnifying glass to decide who's picking who this week. <laughs> I'm rolling with San Francisco and you're yeah. rolling with Green Bay. The dogs. Uh, Here's what I'll say about this matchup, man. Uh, the 49ers should win this game, realistically speaking. And when Christian McCaffrey runs for 350 yards and ends my season, the same as always, uh, I will be very upset. I was at the last freaking 49ers-Packers playoff game in Lambeau Field. Hey. But there is something, just a little, there's a little piece in the back of my head, a little just delusional little brain cell back there who's just screaming to everybody else, well, it's not Aaron Rodgers anymore, so maybe it'll be a different story. I can't help but yes, listen sir. to him. Yes, sir. <laughs> I can't help but listen to him and get excited, man. I get excited. We but anyways, house money, we already won. We already yep. profited. We won the year. Pay him whatever he wants. I don't care. I'll pay you soon. Uh, <laughs> your thoughts on the game? Excitement. I just uh, – I don't think it can go as poorly as it's gone in previous years. But the one thing I do worry about – Famous uh, last I mean, words right there. <laughs> yeah, famous last words. Uh, it, I, it is I say game. this. I, I feel like a defense. Cowboys fan felt last week. <laughs> remember we were, making fun, we were making fun of them they were like oh they're scared of us look at this ah. that's how i feel fair enough no fair enough and i could be putting on the clown merchandise next week but uh i'm rolling with the pack man i believe this is 2010 vibes is what i'm getting there are some vibes the vibes are, vibes. Vibes are cooking <laughs> all right bucks lions uh, I'm taking the home team Lions to the NFC Championship. Uh, I think the home team wins here. I would have taken the Lions over the Eagles, honestly, after that performance last week. Uh, I think that, like I said, this is where home field advantage is going to be the hardest place to play. Uh, and you're talking about Baker Mayfield going in there with this Bucks team. Eagles would have been like, okay, they've shown flashes. If they find themselves from Week Five, they can beat them. The Bucks, it's just like. Talk about playing with house money. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, you know, this feels like the Seahawks going in, in you know, the, the beast quake right now. Like, they don't, mm -hmm. why are they here? Uh, and they already won, so now they're going to lose. <laughs> like, that's what it feels like. Yeah. Or Baker Mayfield takes play out of Joe Flacco's playbook from 2012 and uh, continues his hot streak. Yeah. I would be all for a Baker Mayfield NFC Championship appeal. I'll tell you what, if any guy can go into a stadium where it's loud and that's so true, swinging the rock, yeah. it's Baker Mayfield. It's so he will, true. what, what, ah, Chris is down there and he's chucking yeah. it. I mean, they Baker, got a lighting shot. Baker Mayfield, we talk about Stafford being a dying breed. Baker Mayfield is the evolution of that breed, he's the next Football guy. Yeah. Football guy, don't care. You know, we're out here slinging it. Um, yeah. But slinging it, you do fall on your sword sometimes. And uh, yeah, it might be might be this weekend. We're going to hope not. We're going to hope for the old Packers, Buccaneers, Conference Championship. The rematch, baby. The Minus rematch. Tom Brady. Yeah. 
jeez. Oh, they did nice us up in a couple weeks ago, but I digress. Well, well you know what? I'm not going to bring up his name. Yeah, because... yeah. All right. Chiefs, Bills, Sunday night football. <laughs> Bills on two less days of rest. Doesn't matter. We're rolling with Buffalo. <laughs> um, okay, okay. This I'm taking my... the home team again. This is your chance, by the way. Uh, yeah. I don't think the Bills should be favored in this game, in my opinion, because of the day, less days rest. But they're at home, and it's not like they're not going to be up because this is their chance. And I really think that the, the, the rest days is not going to be that big of a deal this late in the season. You've got your routine. You're fine. Um, yeah. You know what they're going to do on a short week. And it is what it is. The Chiefs, in my opinion, have not looked like the Chiefs all year. And if they win this game – Man, they go back to the AFC Championship. They they yeah. they really solidify themselves as the modern New England Patriots in my mind because I, I, this is not Agreed. an AFC Championship team. I gotta be honest, man. This is not an AFC Championship team. They can't catch. They're not great on defense. This is the Bills' chance. They have to win this game, and they have to like th- this is the year. They finally got them at home. They did everything they had to do after that 12th man kickoff thing against Denver. They finally got him at home. This is it. I don't <laughs> I'm rolling with the Bills. Yeah. No, I, I love that. Um, I, I honestly, the idea of like Ravens, Bills, probably sounds a lot more fun on paper than Chiefs, Texans. Although when I say that, even that's, it's, we got some good teams left in the AFC. Chiefs is the best for me to make up my ground. Like you mentioned, Patriots vibes of they just, had the consistency when you talk about high turnover. I mean, Andy Reid has been with Mahomes since he got drafted, so they got a connection that goes, I mean, back to Mahomes entering his career in the NFL. Um, it's it's going to be a great game. I just I don't not, know. You know what, like, one of the crazy things to say. Oh no, sorry. Oh no, I interrupted you. I'll, I'll just I'll finish just with the, the fact that I don't think the Chiefs. This is the only year I'm probably going to say this in like the Mahomes era. I don't know if they're going to be able to keep up offensively. That's the craziest thing I'm going to say. But in Buffalo, the way Josh Allen's playing, if they put up like 38, is Mahomes going to get them five touchdowns? Like, I don't see the Chiefs going in putting up like 30-something points on Buffalo. In Buffalo, I just don't see it. Yeah, I think that um, – I also just wanted – I was going to say this. Like, I agree with that, and that's why I, I like the Bills this week. Um <laughs> I just am happy that we're getting another Allen Mahomes chapter, right? But the NFL needs Brady, man. Yeah, the NFL, right the NFL needs that, man. They need it. Um, and this Mahomes Burrow talk, I think that's a good one as well. Mahomes Allen, mm-hmm. like the AFC is carrying the NFL in terms of this stuff recently. So um, quarterback play for sure. I. I just excited for for this game. I'm very excited for this week. Uh, this is the game I'm probably most excited for, um, including the Packers. Yes, sir. We're going to continue on that trend of saying stuff like that. But uh, all that to say, thanks for listening, guys. Be sure to check us out on social media. Um, and we'll be back next week to recap this and talk about the conference championships, man. It's exciting yes, times. Sir. Exciting times. So be sure to check us out. Any closing thoughts? Go Paco, man. I'm going to be one happy man, like stupid happy. If they get over the hurdle and beat San Fran, oh, can't wait for this weekend.
Ah, you got me excited thinking about it. All right, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care.